Hello, welcome back everybody to ND Ice, the podcast that covers college, junior, and high school hockey in the state of North Dakota. Once again, I am your host, David Trinka, here with my co-host, John Wichick, and it is week three on September the 21st, 2021, where we've been talking about UND, the UND alumni season preview in the NHL, AHL, East Coast, Europe, and so on. All right, we'll get into the news from the past week. Um, Travis Zajac retires uh, yesterday. Uh, that was Monday, the 20th of September. He played, for those of you who don't know, he played for UND from the 2004 2005 season to the 2005 2006 season, so only two years. Um, in those two seasons, he scored 38 goals for a total of 86 points, which, mind you, that means that combines the goals with the assists. So 86 total points in 91 games for UND, which is a lot. Um, it's a lot of games, actually, in two years. Uh, he played 14 full seasons with the New Jersey Devils and split with split his last season, this last season, with New Jersey and New York Islanders because he was part of a trade with Kyle Primary, I believe. Um, no Stanley Cups. He played. He got 203 goals for 552 total points in 1,037 NHL games. And he did. I did see he did sign a one-day contract to retire as a Devil. So he signed that one-day contract uh, with New Jersey just to retire as a Devil because he played his pretty much his almost his entire career in New Jersey. Um. Yeah, uh, he's probably one of the most, un- probably one of the more underrated guys from that. I'd say I don't know if you call it a generation, but that decade anyway. He was a good two-way forward and everything. Um, not didn't put up the most points, but was definitely a good player. Uh, he had the A for a while, I believe, in New Jersey. Um, got any thoughts on that, John? None. Uh. All right. Yeah, no Stanley Cups, no major awards. Um, he actually might have wanted – I think he played in the World Championship a couple times. But I'll move on to what I saw. The Athletic ranked Shane Pinto seventh out of the top 20 Calder Trophy candidates, um, which was interesting because people don't really talk about him. I think he's one of the more underrated rookies this year. People don't really talk about him, and it kind of disturbs me a little bit because, you know, he's – Probably one of the bigger steals in the draft. Maybe it's because he wasn't picked in the first round, but he's going to be the first pick in the second round, and I believe it is 2019, right? Uh, so a steal in the draft, great two-way forward. Uh, might be just my, my bias talking, but obviously some people see that he's a great player and he's got a lot of capability, um, a lot of potential in the NHL. Um, ranked seventh out of the top 20, and it was cool because – Seven out of the top 11 on that list were college hockey players. So it's good to see that growth, I think. Yeah, that really speaks to the depth and just really furthers the argument for the legitimacy of the NCAA as nowadays the premier, uh, I guess, pipeline to the NHL or, you know, path to the NHL. Obviously, Major Junior used to be the bigger one. Now it's you're seeing that shift with guys like McCarr, or even, you know, Besser, um, even if you want to go back to UND to Joe's top 10 guys, and even, like, look at Michigan this year. What did they have? Four of the top five, five picks? Mm-hmm. And they still have another first runner, too. Yeah, so it's 
college is becoming the yep. path to get to the NHL. It's on the rise. I wouldn't say it's the leading one just yet, but it's definitely up there just because Canada is so dedicated on that route. And there's so many more Canadian kids. It's definitely it's definitely going to be taking over pretty quick here. And I'm really excited to see that because, I mean, obviously you and I are both big college hockey guys. But I'll move on to a little bit more local. Uh, but for those students out there listening, UND student tickets went on sale on Monday, yesterday, the 20th. Um, probably sold out by now. I got my, I got my pair or mine. Uh, and then, as well as single game student tickets, will go on sale tomorrow, Wednesday, the twenty second, at ten a.m. So, for those of you who want to buy single game tickets, I don't know which ones will be available yet, but um, check that out if you're interested. But we'll go on to. Uh, I saw a tweet that um, Brett Brad Slossman retweeted. It was Cole Smith and Grant Mismash both scored a goal for the Predators in their 2021 NHL Showcase Camp. Um, so they bring up those younger guys, give them a chance to – it's basically a big – it's in a big, basically a big tournament where all the people, like all the prospects kind of play. They bring them up and represent the Predators, and they both scored, which is pretty cool. Um, we'll see how um, they funnel out this year, who they pay for. But um, you got any comments on that? All right, we'll move on to – uh, another thing, Brad Schlossman, I I pretty sure retweeted was reports on Jonathan Tay's Jonathan Tay's condition, conditioning looking very promising. Um, you know he didn't play last year. I don't really know if we still have all the information on that, what happened. But I guess he's some people were saying he looks very juiced, very pumped, like very strong, which is good to see. If he's, um, it'll probably. It'll be really good for him, I think. But yeah, on that. it's good to see. But that'll do it for the news this week. All right, I'll move into the actual alumni preview. A um, little brief overview before we actually start getting into it. Um, we're going to try and keep it a little snappy on players because there is a lot. There are 63 guys on this list that are still playing, I'd say. Guys that there are some guys that just don't have contracts signed. There are four unsigned guys, um, fifty-nine guys that actually have contracts right now that are signed for this season, so they will play. And these guys are all the remaining alumni playing that have played for UND at some point. So there are a couple guys that did transfer out of UND um, that are on this list, and we'll bring them up later of who they are um, when they come up. But uh, we'll get right into the NHL. 22 guys right now are listed from uh, all this information is on EliteProspects.com. It's a great website for all sorts of different hockey stats and player statistics. One of my favorites. Um, As of right now, 22 guys are listed on on their roster or on that team for the NHL. Um, We're going to go each of these different leagues, once we go through, we're going to go through in chronological order from youngest to oldest, like guys who have left or who has senior season or whenever they left down to the oldest. So it'll be the guys that left this year at the beginning. And then obviously Zach Brise probably being the oldest guy still playing hockey. That's an alumni will be at the bottom. So it'll go from youngest to oldest. Um, first up, uh, Jacob Bernard Docker, Ottawa Senators. 
played from 2018-21, just this last year. Um, I think he'll be top six defenseman. He'll get NHL minutes, no problem, just because that team is still looking for the sparks there for very young, very, very, very young rookie team. So, yeah, a lot of opportunity for big minutes, but also would not be surprised if he does spend a little bit of time in the AHL just, mm -hmm. you know, just to get more experience and that, cause obviously you don't want to rush him and put him in a situation where he's going to be struggling. So, mm -hmm. uh, Shane Pinto, 19 to 21, only two seasons under his belt at UND. We thought maybe he'd stay for that this season. I heard that he would, but we found out that he didn't the same day he signed with Bernard Docker, uh, for the Ottawa Senators. Um, he, I'm pretty sure he has solidified that second center spot. Um, I've seen it many places that he's solidified that spot. So it'll be really great to see how his rookie season goes because um, we just talked about it in the news that he's ranked 7th out of 20. Uh, I'm really excited to see how he'll develop in the NHL and, and how he'll take his skills to the next level. Yeah, and if Ottawa has a, you know, a good season, he could be definitely a breakout prospect. And obviously, like we talked about, a potential Calder Trophy uh, candidate, depending you know how the season goes for Ottawa, I think, and it'll yeah. be fun to watch for sure. I've oh. seen a, I've seen a lot of different lists where guys think um, he's going to break out. He's probably going to be one of the better breakout guys for Ottawa this season. But uh, one guy now we'll move on to Grant Mismash, a guy that played from seventeen to twenty one, one of the senior class, all the guys that stayed together. Um, his contract is now starting this year for Nashville starting his rookie season. Um, right now he's on the Nashville team, but I doubt he'll stay there. He'll probably get moved down to their AHL affiliate, um, which is what, again, I don't Milwaukee. Know. Okay, yeah, the Milwaukee Admirals. Um, yeah, I think he might even spend a little time in the ECHL eventually, but I think he'll probably be spending a lot of time in the AHL this year. Yeah. I would be surprised if he gets more than five to ten games in the NHL. And it, very, very surprised if he actually cracks an NHL job out as a geek. But you never know what can happen. And obviously, yeah. Nashville is going towards a youth movement. So kind of starting to retool, maybe rebuild a little bit. So Yeah, give him a few years and then see if he'll solidify an NHL spot. Um, Matt Kirstead, for like another senior, four years under his belt at UND. For the Panthers, um, he had a couple games under his belt, but he did not score any points. Um, we talked about that in week one. Um, I think, oh, from what I heard, the coaches are really impressed with him. I think he'll spend a couple of games in the NHL, but I, I think he'll be having an a he'll have an AHL spot definitely, where he'll develop and spend some time because he's. He's a good defensive player, but I feel like his offense is lacking a little bit, especially at that NHL level. But what do you think? You agree? Yeah. All right. Fair assessment. So. Um, this next one, I was kind of surprised. Rhett Gardner, 15 and 19, another guy that stayed four years. Uh, actually, he's on the Dallas roster right now. Um, a guy that didn't – he was a leader for – North Dakota, obviously, when he played, but it was in that dark time when we didn't make the tournament so many times. So uh, he didn't have a whole lot of points. So I'm actually surprised that he has a solid role because he has, you know, that spot in, on an NHL roster right now, which might change. Uh, I think he might split half the season with the NHL and maybe the AHL. Um, but I'm actually surprised, and I'm glad that he's he's doing well. 
and you know, especially with the uh, trade of Jason Dickinson to Vancouver, I mean, there's a center spot that's wide open on the third line, and obviously that opens up a potential role on the fourth line too. So he'll have a shot to earn some minutes this year for sure. And that was with the Dallas Stars. So any of Brett Gardner fans, keep an eye on him. Uh, Christian Willanen, um got traded last year, I believe, to L.A. from the Ottawa Senators organization. Uh, three years under his belt, he left his after his third, his junior season, uh, from 15, 15-16 season. So he was a freshman during that championship year and then all the way to 18 when we lost, when we just didn't make the tournament out of um, – luck so um what do you, i think he'll be he's a solid defenseman uh he'll probably rock some minutes he'll split time between the nhl and the ahl hopefully solidifying his game and get, gaining a role on the roster in the next couple of years he's had uh, a bit of time to develop so far but you never really know when people are really going to have that breakout season yeah i, I would just say probably he, he might be a frequent healthy scratch in the nhl otherwise like we split in time kind of just an injury filler. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, another, one of the other, one of our, our second guy here, Austin Bogansky, the captain, obviously, in that 17-18 season where we just didn't make it. 2014 to 15 was his first season, so he had four years under his belt at UND. Uh, St. Louis, he got traded from St. Louis to Winnipeg during this offseason. Um, my dad's excited because he's a Winnipeg fan, but uh, they have a pretty solid team in Winnipeg right now. They did they made a lot of good moves during this offseason. I don't know where he'll fit in. I don't think he'll probably stay in Winnipeg long. I'd say probably he'd play he get a solid probably fifteen games in the NHL, maybe less than that this season, and then play the rest in the AHL. I mean he'll have a shot. I would say potentially cracking that bottom six, but most likely again, you know, another AHL guy, maybe an injury call up. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Tyson Jost, a guy that only played one season and was kind of one of those guys that's a good example of why you don't want to leave after your first season, even if you think it went well. Um, a lot of people didn't think he was ready, and he ended up not really looking like he was ready. He kind of destroyed his, his first couple rookie years by leaving so early um, with Colorado Avalanche. Um, but he's on a great team right now. I think he's a top nine forward. I don't think he's a second line guy. Is he a third line guy? Probably. Yeah. Most likely third line guy. I mean, if Kadri gets injured, then I mean he he would be an okay filler for the second line. But obviously, at this point in his career, being that he's a top ten, he was a top ten pick back in oh would that have been twenty sixteen then? I think. Yeah. So you know, obviously this is kind of make or maybe break. even fifteen. Yeah, yeah, one of the two, but. Either way, I mean, this is really a make-or-break year for him. He's kind of got to step up. Otherwise, he's just going to be resigned to that, you know, maybe third, bottom six role. Otherwise, you know, again, this is – for Joe, this is a big year. I mean, and along with the Avalanche, too, obviously, losing um, Grubauer this offseason, adding Kemper. I mean, they lost a couple other pieces due to the cap. So, I mean, the pressure's on there to win a cup with McKinnon in the current core. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he, he was a 16 draft pick, 10th overall with Colorado. Um, the guy he played with next, Brock Besser, one of the probably fan favorites, um, played two seasons, played that first freshman season, was on that CBS line with Kajula and Schmaltz. Um, still with Vancouver, still looking good. Uh, that team isn't 
uh, good right now. He's looking – Brock Lesnar is looking good. But um, I think he he obviously has that NHL spot locked up and might even play in the – he probably will – he's got a good chance of being on the Olympic team this year. Probably will be one of the only guys from UND that will play on an Olympic team. Um. I've seen lots of different lists on the internet where Brock Besser makes it and Brock Besser is one of the scratches. So, um, so yeah, he's one of the guys that we'll have to look after again, another fan favorite for Vancouver, Vancouver, not doing the best. Um, I saw something on, or I heard about, uh, Quinn Hughes saying something about being on the worst team. Jack, in the NHL. sorry, talking about Quinn, not resigning and saying that, you know, he's got to contemplate it when you're on one of the worst teams in the NHL. So. Yeah. Anyway, Tucker Pullman, uh, three seasons, 14 to 17. Uh, that last, he won the championship his junior, his sophomore year. Sorry. Uh, stay one more year after that with Justin Besser. Uh, he was on Winnipeg this last year and a couple of years before that. Um, he, he kind of famously took that puck to the face in the 2020 playoffs. Um, Took it like a champ, I'll tell you. Um, but he got traded to Vancouver this offseason. It'll be interesting to see how he fits in there with that team, especially their decor. Um, I think he'll get that. He'll get the. He'll be a top. He'll be a bottom. Probably the bottom pair defenseman with someone there. What do you think? I mean, Maybe he'll even. have a top six roster spot pretty much locked up. I mean, just looking at the contract. Oh, that's what I meant. Top six. They're they're expecting him to be a top six. I mean, the right side, I mean, for Vancouver, you got Myers and maybe Hamannick are the, your, which I think Hamannick can play both, but Myers is really your big, you know, right shot defenseman there. So honestly, I wouldn't be too, too surprised to see him playing with uh, Quinn Hughes, assuming he resigns this year, just Mm -hmm. because Quinn needs, a steady defensive presence with him. And that would really kind of, because Tucker's obviously at the NHL level, not not known for his offense. So that would kind of balance it out and also help Hughes by by putting him with a partner who's extremely responsible in the defensive end. So mm-hmm. I could see that, but I could see him really anywhere in that top six in Vancouver. So, All right. We'll go on to Drake Kajula, a guy that wasn't ever drafted by an NHL team. He's jumped around the league quite a, quite a bit. Uh, from 2012 to 2016, he had four years. His senior year, he won that championship. Uh, he is with the Buffalo Sabres now. He got traded, I think, last season, but he's on Buffalo right now. Uh, he went from Edmonton to Chicago to Arizona to Buffalo, I believe. Um, that's how he jumped around. But um, he kind of gained a solid roster spot the last couple of years, I feel like. Um, he'll be a, probably a bottom six role for sure, or maybe even a bottom pair or bottom offensive line i mean I, I would say bottom to you know maybe middle six on buffalo he, he might get some time on the second line but I, ideally you would probably want him on a third line a little bit of a scoring third line would be an ideal role for him but we'll see buffalo that's you know uh, that's just a mess of an organization right now with eichel and everything else going mm-hmm. on so interesting to see how he does uh, we'll go on to the last member of that CBS sign that we haven't covered yet. Nick Schmaltz, two years with UND. Um, another one of those guys that just leaves after a second year. Uh, I would, I mean, after that championship, yeah, I probably wouldn't want to. I mean, whatever. I guess I'll just forget about what I said. 
Uh, Arizona Coyotes right now. He's been playing with them for the last couple of years after being traded from Chicago to Arizona. Um, a guy, again, that has solidified a solid role in the NHL and probably isn't going to go anywhere anytime soon. Is he a second-line guy? I would say with Arizona, he's probably their top-line guy this year. Yeah, okay. Obviously, they've traded away a lot of their depth for draft picks. They're, this is obviously going to be a rebuild season. It's going to be a challenging year for Arizona, but they don't. He's mm-hmm. He's got some decent, you know, players, you know, I would assume probably playing with Clayton Keller, maybe Phil Kessel, some others, but, you know. Obviously, a lot, a lot of talent that's left Arizona, but they you know they've got the potential. You know, obviously, I think they're kind of copying Ottawa, trading a lot of assets, getting a lot of draft picks, and you know, down the road, maybe three, four, five years, they could be a perennial playoff contender with a very deep prospect pool. So yeah, they had a lot of draft picks this last year. I remember seeing that, and they went. They're going to the Kachina now. They're full time, so I'm excited to see that. Um. Troy Stetcher, uh, another part of that championship team, played three years, 2013 to 16. Member of the Red Wings organization, I believe he just started there last year, so this will be his second year in Detroit. Uh, originally was, I don't know, was he drafted? Well, he wasn't drafted, was he? He was undrafted, but signed in Vancouver. Yeah, he signed with Vancouver. Um, he's another guy that solidified his role in the NHL. Probably isn't going to go anywhere. Probably a middle, a bottom, bottom pair defenseman. Sometimes even a scratch, I bet. But do you think? I would say solidified, solidified his role with Detroit. I would expect mm-hmm. him to be a top four guy for Detroit this year, and you know they're counting on him, him to be a top four guy, and you know even a potential breakout candidate. If you watched his, him play at the World Juniors, there were a lot of people World impressed with him. World championship, yeah. yeah. Sorry, no World problem. Championships. So, yeah, he was. Canada. He had a very, very good tournament there. Impressed a lot of people. He's a potential breakout candidate. So. Another guy, I'm surprised, he, uh, not Troy Stetcher, but another guy moving on to Luke Johnson, another guy that I was surprised with to be on an, NH- on an NHL roster right now. Uh, three years with, another guy that was just three years with UND. Uh, uh, last year was with the championship. Um, played the last couple of years with the Minnesota organization, but is now on the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, this offseason, he got traded to Winnipeg. Um a guy that probably was on the bottom six, um, maybe even a scratch sometimes, maybe even spend a little time in the AHL. Um, I would assume he probably flips a little bit. Probably more so AHL would be my guess, but again, kind of an injury call, potential scratch, nothing higher than third, likely fourth line. So, Well, Nuraco Grimaldi uh, played three years with UND, 11 to 14. Uh, with the National Predators still. He jumped around. Um, he was drafted by Florida, I believe. Um, he jumped from Florida to – did he jump to the Colorado organization? Grimaldi? I don't think so. No, Grimaldi's always yeah, kind of stuck with Florida Nashville. or Nashville. Yeah, he went to Nashville a couple years ago, but he had a breakout season. Uh, like no, no, no. He, he, was, he was with Colorado. Cause, yeah. yeah, yeah, he went from Florida to Colorado because I remember Colorado protected him in the expansion draft. And that raised a lot of eyebrows, and now he's in Nashville. Yep, that, yep. That's, that's what it is. He had a breakout season a couple years ago, played pretty well with them. Uh, second and third line guy, I feel like. Um, short, again, that size, that that, why, that frame, why people don't – why, I mean, he was drafted pretty high for his size, but people back then kind of were weary about people and guys' size. And as time has gone on, hockey has developed over the years. People have – and able to see how the game is changing with the speed and, you know, 
size doesn't always matter with guys. But again, uh, I got I'd say a middle uh, offensive role for Grimaldi's kind of had that role, especially with a team that's kind of in the rebuild stage, like you said before. Um, Carter Rowney, move into him. Uh, another older guy uh, would kind of jump a couple years before Rocco or played a couple years with Rocco. Car- Rock- Carter Rowney uh, won that Stanley Cup with Pittsburgh in 2017, played in 09 to 13 with UND. Uh, he played with the Anaheim organization, I feel like, the last two years, I believe, now, and is now this offseason got traded to the Detroit Red Wings organization um, where he's on the NHL roster right now. Not a guy that you hear their name called a whole lot, but he's definitely one of those grinders on the bottom, on the bottom two sets of forwards um, can fill those roles when someone's injured. Um, yeah, solid bottom six guys, solid penalty killer. I would assume he's pretty consistently in the lineup with Detroit. So, especially for a Detroit team that's you know trying to look to take that, you know, start to at least show some progress in the rebuild, not necessarily take that full next step and make the playoffs, but solid guy, solid leader, veteran presence. So good fit. Derek Forbert, 2010 to 13, uh, three years under his belt for UND. I uh, was with the Winnipeg organization like Pullman last year and then got traded this offseason to Boston uh, and got a, a good pay raise as well. I think he's making $3 million annual average right now. Um a guy, again, that can fill those bottom defensive roles or cover for an injury, move up a spot. Um, not a super huge point getter, but just a solid overall defensive player, defensive body. Good penalty killer, and I guess my guess would be maybe to kind of shore up that PK, like I said, but think about it as kind of like a char replacement in a sense because obviously they were missing a you know bigger um, – left shot defenseman who was good on the penalty kill after Char left. So in a sense, kind of fill in that role, but you know, I would, I would assume again, yeah, bottom second, second or third pair defenseman maybe gets scratched on occasion, but. Uh, moving to a guy that has had a lot of success in the NHL, his entire pretty much career in the NHL, Brock Nelson, 10 to 12, two seasons with the fighting Sioux at the time. Uh, New York Islanders draft pick still with the New York Islanders had a lot of success over the last couple of seasons, uh, back to back, um, Eastern conference final appearances lost to Tampa Bay and both. Unfortunately, uh, that Islanders team or organization we've seen get packed, absolutely packed with you and you guys. Um, but just a, a great guy, uh, overall, a uh, great scorer can really put on, really make, get those points going, and is a good, good playmaker. Uh, at least, uh, minimum, uh, top two pairs, even the first pair, um, depending on who they got with, who they want to pair with Barzell and everybody. Yeah, um, I, I would say likely second line, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of third, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with the loss of um, Everly to the Kraken, mm-hmm. and then maybe do they shift Palmieri to that top line then, but, and how that affects everything else. So. Moving to a guy that uh, – well, a position we haven't talked about, I don't think yet, uh, Aaron Dell, goalie, um, 2009-12, to 12, played with Eidsness for a while, and then – yeah, just played with Eidsness for a while. The the starter for Eidsness, Brad Eidsness, um, a guy that has recently had a drop in his game, um, 
played for the San Jose Sharks for a while, got traded to New Jersey last year, and is now with the Buffalo Sabres organization. Um, just filling up roles, I guess, on that team because we don't really know what's going to happen with Buffalo just because that organization, again, like you said, is such a mess. Um, a good backup, maybe in a, even a good third string. Uh, I say it's all a backup, though. He's able to usually grab a couple wins when the team needs – when that starter needs a rest for – uh, what's that goalie's name? Is it what's the goalie's name in Olmark or something like that? Olmark well, went to Boston, so oh, I mean, right. Dell will likely be the starter in Buffalo. So, but again, the Buffalo team that's not great. It's mm-hmm. in shambles, and when Dell and Craig Anderson are your two goalies, I'm sorry, I like Dell, but in terms of succeeding at the NHL level, it's not going to be a very good season because I'm not expecting them to have great goaltending. But mm-hmm. obviously, Dell likely being the starter, Anderson the backup, and looking at uh, Luckin and potentially getting some NHL time. So. Hopefully he can step up for that role and maybe um, progress his game a little bit more and pick up that, pick up his um, his stats because last season I saw wasn't very great or the last couple of seasons weren't. Um, move into the last three guys here on the list are very famous, very infamous amongst North Dakota fans. TJ Oshie, 2005 to 08, uh, played three seasons. Um, season after the dot line all three seasons he made it to the frozen four um but he plays for the washington capitals right now as we know played a bit with uh st louis for the beginning of his career um and like we saw he people thought he was going to go to the kraken but he said that he didn't want he wanted to end his career in washington um, i'm assuming it's for his kids he probably likes it there anyway um, you know more about the Capitals than me, so I'll let you just take over. Yeah, likely he'll be second line role again, but at times they pull him up to the first line. Obviously, he has a substantial role in the power play in that net front kind of slot area, tipping. Also, that one of the secondary options aside from Ovi on that power play, he's one of the reasons that power play has been so deadly the last few years. But yeah, he's going to be fun to watch, and you know he's one of the emotional leaders on that Washington Capitals team, and that would have been a huge loss if he would have been taken by the Kraken. So glad that he stayed. Mm-hmm. Big morale booster in the locker room. Um, Jonathan Tays, probably one of the best UND alumni of all time. Uh, unfortunately, isn't really active in the UND community and um, after he left UND, which I am sad to see because he is one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, two seasons under his belt, 05-07, uh, both Frozen Four appearances left after we lost to Boston. Well, we lost Boston College all of those years, but in St. Louis, after we lost to St. in St. Louis, um, plays for Chicago. Obviously, we all know that. Still there. Uh, didn't play last season. It'll be interesting to see how he transitions back into this year after being out all last year. We talked about him in the news earlier, how he's looking good physically. Um, still the captain. Um, hopefully, uh, they made a lot of moves that he's probably on his last couple of years, uh, that team, that dynasty, that the dynasty is obviously dead. Um, they haven't won obviously a whole lot of, they haven't had a whole lot of success on that team in a while. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, um, how that team, if that team picks it up this season or not, just because the central division is so packed with good teams. Um, any comments on Jonathan Tays for you? All right. We'll get into the last guy, obviously. Um, you guys can probably guess it. It's Zach Parise. We talked about him in the beginning. He's going to be last. Uh, 
I'm pretty sure with my research, he is the oldest standing alumni after, um, I mean, Zajac was, I'm pretty sure, younger than him or they were the same age. Uh, Zajac is the oldest one, I believe, still playing in, in hockey. Um, getting up there in age, probably on his last couple legs. We weren't sure if he was going to retire or not. Um, Minnesota played that long uh, stretch with New Jersey at first. He was drafted there. Uh, captain New Jersey to that in that Stanley Cup final against LA in 2012 and then signed that huge contract with Suter in the Minnesota Wild and then getting bought out and getting shipped to the New York Islanders, signing that contract with them. Uh, it's hard to say just because Minnesota didn't really play him a whole lot last year. Um, probably the bottom six role um, filling up spots because um, that New York Islanders team isn't super young, but I don't know. What do you think? Another veteran presence. I mean, honestly, his role is going to be pretty similar to Minnesota. Again, he'll be a bottom six guy, you know, could be scratched at times, but depending what they want to do with the lineup and how he's playing, but at least this case, he's got a chance at a ring. So, All right, we'll get into the AHL and the rest. Um, 14 guys in the AHL that are on the present roster. We'll get into first Jordan Caligucci. Four years, the senior year was last year. Uh, he signed with the Texas Stars, the Dallas Stars organization. I saw something on, with him today. Um, and with the Athletic, the guy who was writing it wasn't really impressed with his play in the tournament that we talked about earlier. Uh, he wasn't very noticeable and didn't do anything that surprised him or anything. Uh, maybe we'll get an NHL debut this year. Uh, I I assume he'll, he'll spend a lot of the time in the AHL for the next coming years, but we'll keep you updated if he does move around or if he does have a debut. Um, moving into Adam Scheel, again, Dallas Stars organization with the Texas Stars, played three years with uh, UND, a goaltender, obviously. Um, I also heard not good things about him today in the athletic. I believe I heard that he let in 11 goals on 42 shots, which is like a 60 some save percentage, which is not good. Uh, and he got pulled twice, which isn't good. And then a good start for Adam, but, uh, knowing Adam, he'll probably pick it up here. Um, it's an adjustment. Um, I don't assume he'll get a debut in the NHL this year, but he might get put brought up for a potential backup or emergency third string. Um, Get into Jasper Weatherby, a guy who just left um, this last month, three years with UND, was supposed to play his fourth, uh, signed with the San Jose Sharks organization, but is going to be on the San Jose Barracuda. I assume he'll probably play on, on that team all year long, maybe jump up to the NHL for a couple games. I don't expect a whole lot. Um, a whole lot of these guys – on the AHL, I don't expect to see uh, too much playing on the NHL. I would say maybe he's the most likely out of some of these guys that we're going to cover just because, I mean, San Jose's forward depth has been noted for mm-hmm. a while to not be very strong. So yep. if he does well in the AHL early on, he's got a shot to earn a spot in the lineup So in, with the big club. So. Uh, Colin Adams, senior last year. Uh, his contract just starts this year with uh, the New York Islanders organization, but he's going to play on there again, the AHL team, the Bridgeport Islanders. Um, a guy who's probably going to, again, spend most of the time in the AHL, probably will maybe play a game or two, maybe get an NHL debut this year. Um, 
I don't know if you want to add anything. Um, Weston Mashad, we haven't heard, probably haven't heard much of him the last couple of years. Uh, he was senior year, or yeah, his senior year, he transferred from Colorado Colleges, played his senior year at UND uh, that COVID year where it ended. Uh, he played with Manitoba last year, the Manitoba Moose of the AHL. That's the Winnipeg Jets affiliate. And then he's playing for the Stockton Heat uh, in the AHL this year. Got traded off the offseason or signed a contract, which is part of the Calgary Flames organization. Um, again, a guy that's going to spend a lot of time in the AHL growing. I don't see him having an NHL debut this season, uh, or maybe even next season either. He's going to have to do a lot of growing. A guy that was a, a, a depth role for UND and definitely worked his butt off all the entire time he was on the ice. Um, but again, a guy who's going to have to grow a lot before he's going to get an NHL spot. Uh, Nick Jones, guy that John brought up that he kind of forgot about because it's a guy that only played two seasons with UND. He like left after his sophomore season, which was surprising. Um, he's been playing with the Manitoba Moose of the Winnipeg Jets organization. Um, a guy again that I don't think has a pl- or, um, plan on him having an NHL debut this season. He'll just be playing in the AHL. Well, you know, if anything, again, happens with him. Colton Pullman, obviously, was a senior, the captain of the 2020 team, 2019-2020 team. Uh, he's been playing with the Calgary organization in the AHL, the Stockton Heat we just talked about with Weston Michon playing there this year. Uh, Colton Pullman is there right now and will be playing there this year again. Um, a guy that, again, don't think he'll have an NHL spot. He might jump up for a few games that maybe um, maybe have a debut. But, again, a guy who's going to have to put in some solid minutes in the AHL and just looking for growth right now for a lot of these guys. Um, Hayden Shaw played his senior year in 2020, 2019, 2018, 2019 season, sorry. Uh, with, he's playing with the Manitoba Moose of the Winnipeg Jets organization. Um, a guy again that I don't see getting a debut this year, maybe even next year. He's a depth role for UND. Um, a guy that I liked, he was a nice kid. Um, but again, a guy who's going to have to put in some solid minutes if he's going to want to have a chance at the NHL. Um, probably a bottom, bottom pair guy for in the AHL, maybe a second line defensive spot. But Cam Johnson, uh, senior year was 20. 17-2018 season, uh, obviously was the championship goaltender of that year we won, uh, or UND won. Uh, he played a lot, from what I saw, he played a lot in the ECHL, East Coast Hockey League, that's the step below the AHL, um, so it's like two steps down from the NHL, is NHL, AHL, and then the ECHL, um, but he's playing with the Cleveland Monsters right now, uh, which is the Columbus Blue Jackets organization. He was called up a couple times, uh, not to play, but as a backup for Columbus this last year. Um, a guy that I could see still getting called up for those games, but probably not a start, maybe in the preseason getting a start. Probably not, though. Um, but it, probably a, a solid backup or maybe this, maybe even a starting position for the Cleveland Monsters. Um, your goalie, so you got any comments on Cam Johnson? Yeah, I don't. He, he's not going to pan out at the NHL level. It's mm-hmm. for him. It's playing in the NHL or sorry, not the NHL, the AHL, and then potentially just as an injury filler. So mm-hmm. see how much longer he sticks around. 
Uh, Shane Gersich, a guy, another guy that left early, three years, 2015-16, his freshman year was that championship team. Uh, and then he left after the 2018 season when we didn't make it because we of bad luck, like I said before. We finished that season. That last game was in the NCHC frozen face-off against Duluth. Um, not in the championship, but the third-place game or whatever you want to call it. Um, he's playing with the Hershey Bears of the Washington Capitals organization, Won that Stanley Cup um, his first year in the NHL, this first couple of months in the NHL. Um, again, you're you're a big Washington Capitals guy, so you got any information on him? Yeah, like likely a middle six player in the AHL. Again, he's kind of like Cam Johnson is like viability as an NHL prospect has kind of passed him by. He's just going to be more of an AHL guy and potentially just a filler for Washington. But Washington center depth is something they've been investing heavily in in the draft, so likely he'll be blocked by guys like um, probably not Hendricks Lapierre, but more so Connor McMichael would be someone I would watch. He would be probably more likely to get called up first before Gersich. So. All right, we'll jump into Chris Wilkie, a guy that's probably forgotten. Maybe you, some of you will recognize his name. He's one of our transfers on this list. He played his freshman season with UND in that championship team in 2015-2016, and then he played the next season. Uh, and then left, transferred to Colorado College. Uh, maybe another reason why you might notice the name. He was a pretty decent player on Colorado College the last two years, or last couple of years. Um, and then he's been playing in the AHL with the Rockford Ice Hogs of the Chicago Blackhawks organization. Um, just not even like a big UND alumni, but just we like to keep up to date with everyone that's played for UND um, in general. We've got a couple guys like that that we'll talk about later on. Um, Keaton Thompson, a Devil's Lake kid, uh, home state kid, um, played with UND for three seasons, 2013. 14 was his freshman, and then that championship team was his last year that he played. Um, he's right now has a contract and is planning to play with the Iowa Wild of the Minnesota Wild organization in the AHL. Um, haven't heard much on him. <clears throat> I'd assume uh, probably a bottom role. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me, on that AHL team. Or like a bottom couple roles, maybe even we'll get some time in the ECHL if you know, gets to it, but, uh, Paul Adu, uh, 2013 to 16, <clears throat> sorry, again, he played with Stetcher, another one of those guys where they were just together pretty much, and they left together, played three seasons, 2013-14 to 15-16, that championship season being his last, um, with, he's with the Bridgeport Islanders of the New York Islanders organization, um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um, Paul Adu played time. He spent some time in the NHL. I think he'll be a top, one of those guys that'll jump from the AHL to the NHL, play a couple of NHL games if things have been called up. Um, but probably will have to earn an NHL spot or maybe he'll grow into one eventually, but he's just kind of see where he's going to pan out. Um, Brad Malone is the last guy on this AHL list, an older guy for sure. I'm sure some of you guys remember the name. Uh, played from 2007 to 2011. Um, 
So that first season with um, Oshie and Duncan, their last year together, when we played Boston College and got smacked 6-1 to one, was his freshman year. And then 2011 in that Frozen Four where we lost to Michigan was his senior year. Um, playing with the Bakersfield Condors of the Edmonton Oilers organization in the AHL. Um, a guy that is probably on his last legs here. We'll see how that pans out. Um, but we'll move into the ECHL, the East Coast Hockey League. We got four guys here um, in this league. Uh, the youngest guy being Jackson Keene. Played three years, it looks like, with UND. And then he's he played, he finished last season after with UND with the Wheeling Nailers. Uh, and then he is transferred over to the Orlando Solar Bears of the Tampa Bay Lightning organization. Um, this year, this he'll be playing with them this year. Uh, and then, um, a guy that I don't think will crack anywhere above the ECHL, um, Cole Smith. We talked about him earlier in the news 2016 to 2020. Um, a guy that was a leader on that team and then didn't get to finish. Uh, he played. He's on the Ford Everblades national organization. Like we said before, I think he's probably, I don't know a whole lot about the ECHL or what the teams look like, but he's probably on one of the top pairings and will probably get time in the AHL because he did spend some time in the NHL last season. Um, but he'll probably definitely spend a lot. He might probably might, might even be a mistake that he's on the ECHL right now. I feel like he's more of an AHL guy. Will spend probably a decent amount of time in the AHL, maybe get moved up. Um, moving into Casey Johnson, a guy we didn't really hear a whole lot about in his UND career. Um, stayed all four years though, um, 2016 to 2020. Another guy on that 2020 team that was a senior ECHL. Uh, Idaho Steelheads of the Dallas Stars organization. Um, a guy that, again, I don't think will get out anywhere out of the ECHL. Um, probably, I don't know what spot he's on, but probably will be out of that position in the next couple of years. Um, Andrew Pesky, 2016 to 2020. Again, part of that same class with Cole Smith and Casey Johnson. His senior year was the um, COVID year, and then his freshman year was the right year right after the championship. Um, playing with the Jackson Phil Iceman, of the New York Islanders organization or New York Rangers organization. Um, is that right? I don't think that's right. Actually, it might've been a mistake. Or is it, I think it's the Jacksonville Ice. Yeah. I, I think they were Winnipeg though. Yeah. That's what I thought too. Jacksonville Iceman. Um, no, it yeah. says Rangers. I don't know. Um, anyway, a little confusion on that part, but, um, Jacksonville Iceman in the ECHR right now, a guy that Andrew Pesky, someone that my mom liked a lot. Um, but I don't think he'll get out of the ECHL. Not that it matters anyway what team, what the affiliate is, but um, a nice kid, definitely um, filled some roles in the defensive position. Wasn't a starter every single, or wasn't a, uh, he was scratched some nights, but um, a guy that I don't think will pan out very far into pro hockey or somewhere else. I don't think he'll be in the AHL or the NHL anytime soon. Um, that he is our fourth of four guys in the ECHL. We'll move into the guys in Europe. There are 19, so we're going to try and make this quick. I don't have 
I didn't go in depth with what team they're playing for because it's not like it's going to matter. Not like everyone here knows or I know who all these teams are. So if it's a guy that's playing for a good league, I kind of said their name, they're the league that they're in next to him. Um, Gabe Bass, 2017 to 2021. He's playing in Finland in the Finnish Liga. Uh, just graduated this last year. Dixon Bowen played, graduated in 2020 season, uh, played four years. Uh, 2016, 2020, he's playing in Slovakia right now. Uh, Ludwig Hoff played in, for Norway in the Olympics in 2018. Played four, three years with UND. Um, 2016 and 2019, he's playing in Norway, where his home country right now. Uh, Joel Janatwinen, 2015 and 19, so he's stayed all four years. He's playing in the Finnish Liga as well. Um got a couple guys here that are transfers out of UND. Maciej Tomek played two years with UND from 2015 to 2017. He transferred to Omaha, University of Nebraska, Omaha, and he is now playing in the Czech Republic. Um, and then Wade Murphy, uh, 2013 to 15 with UND, and then he transferred to Arizona State University, and he is playing in Slovenia right now. Brendan O'Donnell, uh, jumping a little further back with the age here, Brendan O'Donnell, 2011 to 2015 for UND. He's playing in Germany right now. Jordan Schmaltz, a name that's familiar to most, 2012 to 2015, only played three years with UND, and he's playing in the Finnish Liga as well, a guy that just kind of broke in there the last two years after probably not having a successful career in North America. Adam Tambellini, 2013-2014, only one season with UND, decided to go to the Western Hockey League, which is the Canadian Junior League, one of the Canadian Junior Leagues. He played for the Calgary Hitmen, and he's playing in Sweden right now. Clark Saunders, a transfer from uh, Alabama, Alabama Huntsville, yeah. played two seasons with UND from 2012 to 2014. He, him and Zane McIntyre had that, fought, fought over that starter role the first couple of years at uh McIntyre was there his first his freshman year anyway he's playing in Poland right now uh Corbin Knight one of the fan favorites from that era of the we won that we had that one frozen four appearance but we were kind of we were winning those final fives almost every year Corbin Knight 20, 2009 to 2013 he's playing in the KHL in Russia which is probably the second best league in the world is what it likes people say it is. So again, Corbin Knight not playing in a terrible league, but not a not a great league either. Um, uh, Danny Cristo, another guy, another fan favorite, uh, two thousand nine to thirteen, played all four years with Corbin Knight. He's playing in the Czech Republic right now. Um, another guy that played with them, Andrew McWilliam, who was the captain, I believe. Uh, he played from 2009 to 2013 as well. He's playing in Germany. Uh, and once again, another fan favorite, Ben Blood, 2008 to 2012. Um, I believe he had a captaincy at some point. Um, but he's playing in Austria right now. Uh, Michael Sici, another guy that transferred out of UND. He played two years from 2009 to 2011. He's playing for Western. He played for Western Michigan. Um, he played two years with UND, transferred, and then had two years with Western Michigan. He's playing at Poland right now. Uh, Matt Fratton, probably 
another fan favorite, I'd say. Uh, obviously, he was a Hobie Baker candidate, the top hat trick. He's in the hat trick final. Played from 2007 to 2011. He's playing in the KHL right now, but in the, he's playing for a team in Kazakhstan in the KHL. So KHL has is a league in Europe in the Slovak area with Russia, and they have teams in like Kazakhstan and the Czechs and in Russia as well. Uh, Finland, or, yeah, I think it's Finland. I believe Joe Gritton's in Finland, so a little bit all over the place. So. Um, and then Che Genoway. Uh, another familiar name, uh, 2006, 2011. He's playing in the Sweden in the Swedish uh, Hockey League. Um, and then J.P. Lamaru, the goaltender, and the brother of jo- uh, Monique and Jocelyn Lamaru, and then Mario Lamaru as well. Uh, 2004, 2008, uh, he's playing in Austria and is actually having a pretty successful career out in Europe um, as a goaltender. And then the last on our Europe list is Rostislav Spirko, played from 2004 to 2006. He's the oldest guy on the, on the Europe list, and he's playing in Hungary right now. Um, and then we'll just hop into – there's other unsigned – this is our unsigned list. There's four guys. Uh, I only kept it to the guys that I feel like could have a contract in the next couple of years if they don't get this one this year um, or could have a contract still signed this year. Maybe uh, Trevor Olson, still pretty young, 2014 to 2018. He played in the ECHL the last couple of years. Um, he played for the Solar Bears, I'm pretty sure. Last couple of years, I don't, I don't remember if he played for them last year. Um, Zane McIntyre, 2012 to 2015. Uh, goaltender, jumped around leagues. I'm pretty sure he played a little bit in the DEL last year in Germany, but also played in the AHL as well. Um It'll be interesting to see if he gets offered a contract. Um, do you have any comments on Zane? One of my favorite players, one of my favorite goalies um, of all time for UND. Um, it is a little disappointing to see that he didn't have as great or as fast as a start as some goaltenders in the league. Um, but we'll move into Dylan Simpson, 2010 to 2014. He just got out of an AHL contract as well. Maybe he'll sign... Uh, he's getting up there in age, though. And then Evan Trupp, 2007 to 2011, is the last guy. He was playing in Germany last year, um, and, but he was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, and so he was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma lymphoma this spring. So just want to make sure we w- wish him the best of luck with that. You know, cancer is nothing to joke about and something that's, you know, that's a very serious health condition. So mm-hmm. hoping for the best, hoping for a good recovery and keep him in your thoughts. He's a great guy yeah. for sure. And one of the, probably one of the better, more famous guys at UND from UND anyway, didn't have a great career in the pros, but definitely a great guy and a great hockey player. Um, but that'll do it for this week of ND ice. Um, next week we'll be talking about uh, UND roster preview as we will jump in as UND has their first game against Bemidji State on October 2nd following the uh, NDSU Bison UND football game, which will be interesting to see. It's an exhibition game. Again, the UND's first time playing with all these different guys, but we'll have a roster preview out uh, next week. Um, but as, again, uh, I'm your host, David Trinka. I'm John Wichick. Thank you again for listening to ND Ice.